Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On this week's AgCast, we have a very special guest today, the brand new Executive Director of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association, Libby Johnson. Libby, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Oh, great, great. Well, you're brand new to the organization, and we are so glad to have you here. We just wanted to kind of bring you in and and get to know you a little bit better. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name, of course, is Libby Johnson. A little bit about myself is that I'm originally not from Alabama. I'm from South Louisiana, where I grew up around rice and sugar cane, not around peanuts, but as you know, with this job, I get to work with peanuts. I was a undergraduate in political science and plant science, of all the things, um, from the University of Southwestern Louisiana, which is now the University of Louisiana Lafayette, and I am officially your native Raging Cajun, and I'm excited about that. All right. Yeah. All right. I Bringing am some spice to the Federation. So. I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Um, so I moved uh, to Florida, to the Scampia County, Pensacola area, about 20 years ago and started working with row crops, and that's where I got to become more familiar with cotton, peanuts, row crops of that nature, and, and vegetables. Um, and so being in that county... I really got to experience a lot of Alabama because I got to work with Escambia County, Alabama growers and some in Baldwin County. So I don't feel like I'm totally new to Alabama. No, I no, just haven't it, lived it, here. It's not the first time you've been here. So No, no, because I was in Atmore a whole lot before this. But I'm really excited about moving here and working with more peanut growers. Like I said, I know some of the ones in Mobile, Escambia, Baldwin County, but getting to the wiregrass area and other parts of Alabama will be I think it's super interesting and getting to see their type of production of peanuts. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. What brought you here? I mean, what what excited you other than the fact that you wanted to learn more about peanuts? What kind oh. of got you excited about maybe coming here and taking on the challenge of being the director of the Peanut Association? You know, you say challenge, but it's an opportunity. And after working in extension for 20 years... I think probably worth working with any job for 20 years, sometimes you want to change. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the biggest part of this. I want to continue working in agriculture, but I just wanted to change from extension, and this is the perfect opportunity. And I don't know why, but I've always been super interested in Alabama. I'm not kidding when I say this. Part of my interest in Alabama has to do with working with uh, Blake Thaxton, who works with fruits and vegetables. He worked with me in Santa Rosa County, and he always had me really interested in Auburn and got me super interested in Alabama. Um, so I will say War Eagle, too. I hope that's not too big of a uh, an issue well, with people. I know we have a lot of Alabama fans here, yeah, too. You, but you've just turned off half of the audience, but it's oh. okay. We, we we love Auburn. We you know we love the land grants. So I think I, I want to say I don't think I've turned off half of them because we all love peanuts. True. Maybe we don't all have the same football team, but we all should love peanuts, right? Absolutely. Or these candy bars and things like that. I mean, <laughs> if you don't eat peanut butter, there's peanuts out there for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a staple in Alabama. Right. Anyway. Let's take a break from this conversation and talk to one of our good friends down at Alabama Ag Credit. Ben Elliott, how are you doing today? Doing great, Mike. How about you? Great. Well, tell us about Alabama Ag Credit. Well, Mike, Alabama Ag Credit, as most people know, has been around for over 100 years and always been committed to agriculture. So we hope everybody that's out there that, that needs a place in the country always looks to us for those needs. All of our farmers, whether it be row crop, cattle, or equipment, 
we'd love to help out with everything and and also reminding everybody about what makes us unique as a cooperative that we do give back to our borrowers in the form of a patronage and that's just money going back to our borrowers the help in their operations and that historically has been up to one percent which just lowers that cost of doing of of borrowing that money and also shows Alabama Ag Credit's commitment to agriculture by, by making it easier to afford land and be a part of that community. Well, that sounds like a noble cause. Uh, if, if people are interested in this, how can they find out more? They can definitely call the office at 334-270-8686 or visit our website, alabamaagcredit.com, to find an office near them. All right. Thanks so much. So you, you came here at Alabama, you, you got this job. What are some things that you're interested in doing in this new role? Oh, that's a good question. So I, just a moment ago, I told you I wanted to leave Extension for new opportunities. The part I loved about Extension was working with farmers in production. So I'm really hoping that um, I can expand the role of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association with uh, more educational opportunities. They're doing a great job already, mm-hmm. honestly. But I hope I can bring a, maybe a, a new outlook with working with some of the peanut specialists here in the state. Chris Balcom is a fantastic peanut specialist and has a lot of great ideas, and so does the rest of the peanut team. I hope we can work together with them uh, along with other specialists in Florida and Georgia to bring more educational opportunities to our area in Alabama. That's number one for me as far as educational opportunities. Right now, this being the year for the Farm Bill, Working out the farm bill with my other executive directors and the rest of the states for peanuts is a very big goal to get that accomplished because we need that to help support our peanut farmers throughout the state and really throughout the peanut growing area of the United States. So that's probably my second goal with that. And I'm really looking forward, like I said, to meeting more peanut farmers in general and getting to understand more about the state with peanut production. Like I said, I know lower Alabama but I don't really know other parts of Alabama and their peanut uh, interests. So I need to hear more from peanut producers about what they're interested in hearing about and getting things done for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think something that I heard you say that really got me excited about it is that you're not so familiar with it that it's all routine. All of this, a lot of this is new. Oh, right. And this is a great experience to bring fresh eyes to a, an industry that has been a staple in uh, Alabama agriculture, but it also gives us the opportunity to learn from experiences that you've had outside of Alabama. I like that thought too. And I really appreciate that you're the staple of Alabama production because peanuts are a huge staple crop for, for Alabama. And I don't want to sound too um, over the top with this, but it's it's a matter of pride. Like, I'm really proud to be the executive director of a crop like peanuts in this state because, I mean, along with cotton and, and livestock and small grains and other things like this, peanuts are really high up there. Plus, it's a commodity that many, many Americans consume, especially Al- Alabamians. We all love pecans, but we all love peanuts, too. So I'm happy that the state cooking involves peanuts in it too so that's really good Libby is there anything else maybe I didn't ask you that you want to kind of let the folks know because this is kind of your introduction to Alabama agriculture I would like to ask people to participate in any peanut activities we have going on throughout the state Um, one of those big events that we're going to have in November is the peanut festival that's going to be in Dothan so anybody that's hearing this from throughout the rest of Alabama y'all come on down to Dothan we'd love to have you at the peanut festival I know we have a peanut butter festival 
Festival, too, later on this year down in South Alabama, too. We'd love to have you for that. Uh, anytime you can buy some peanuts, that's what I want from you. Alabama peanut farmers are selling peanut products throughout the state at local vendors. So look out and see if you can buy some of our peanut products, different cans of, of peanuts. And we have a big peanut sale that we do in November, December. Um, and you can always check on our, our website, ALPeanuts.com. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, the uh, the latest addition to those peanuts, the chocolate-covered peanuts, mm-hmm. those are some really good. You need to find those if you don't have them with you. So I like that you brought those up. And sadly, you people might be getting excited and thinking, oh, that'd be so good to bring on vacation right now. We're not selling those right now just because it's the summertime. Like they, they usually do more of those in the uh, when it's cooler. So don't call and try to order those from us right now just because it's, it's too hot to ship things throughout so Alabama. I've gotten everybody excited for the fall so that they can start kind of looking for yes. those on the shelf. Now. That and boiled peanuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's lots of things for the fall for you. And, you know, when we start thinking about Christmas, let's think about peanuts. Everybody likes that. So that's well, some of the things I'm interested in. You'll buy more peanuts. There you go. That's That's a great way to start. Well, Libby Johnson, thank you so much for uh, coming in today and for letting us know a little bit about you. And we're so excited for the Farmers Federation to be able to work with the peanut producers and uh, help you in any way we can so that uh, you can get the word out and everybody can take advantage of the wonderful crop of peanuts, how how versatile it is and how much it, it is involved in our everyday lives. That's right. Thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. And I hope to meet anybody that hears this at one of our peanut events in the future. And bring some uh, some Cajun peppers. I like that idea. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, Libby. Thanks, sir. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap-up. And welcome back for this week's weekly wrap-up. I'm Mitt Walker, Director of Governmental and Agricultural Programs for the Alabama Farmers Federation. In a surprise ruling, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld a lower court ruling that will likely require the redrawing of Alabama's congressional districts. The ruling has sent shockwaves through both the state legislature and Congress. The 5-4 to decision will likely result in the state legislature having to redraw the current map to include two districts of opportunity for minorities. Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh sided with the more liberal members of the court. The decision was based on the Voting Rights Act. With it being a presidential election year, primary elections will take place on March the 5th, 2024, and if the court ruling means that the new districts must be drawn for that election cycle, the clock is already ticking on getting new maps drawn. While we can't say for sure today how the newly drawn districts will be shaped, the current districts will most likely to be impacted will be Congressional Districts 1 and 2, with seats currently held by U.S. Representatives Jerry Carl and Barry Moore, respectively. In order to create a second district of opportunity, it's harder to imagine that areas like Mobile and Montgomery will not be impacted in some manner. Currently, Republicans hold a 222 to 212 majority in the U.S. House of Representatives with one vacant seat. The Supreme Court decision could change that balance, especially if Thursday's ruling influences similar apportionment challenges in Georgia, Louisiana, and South Carolina. The new maps, however, won't necessarily guarantee a Democratic advantage. Representative Terry Sewell from Birmingham could see the black majority in her 7th Congressional District decrease as lines are shifted to satisfy the court. The result could be two new districts with the black vote being spread across two districts as opposed to being concentrated in just one. The decision came just days after the Alabama legislature adjourned its 2023 regular session. 
Lawmakers had just gotten back home when the news came down, and it's likely that they'll have to come back to Montgomery as early as July to consider new congressional districts. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast. 